This is week number three in our series entitled New Levels. How do you get victory over stubborn sin? And again, we've said several times, uh, every one of us has some weak areas. Uh, I would call them fatal flaws, uh, areas in our life that if we don't allow Jesus to work daily in our lives, these are areas that have the potential to bring great destruction to yourself and to the people around you. First week, Pastor Brandt shared the, uh, the first step in getting victory, be all out, be all in. Uh, all out of thinking that I can do it in my own power. It's, I'm, all, I'm all away from the thinking that I can get victory with, with just sheer, uh, I'm, I'm going to push it, I'm going to make it happen, I'm going to get rid of this sin. I promise you that's not a long-term solution, okay? Uh, I'm all in with the fact that only Jesus Christ, living in me, working through me, only Jesus brings long-term, lasting fruit and victory over stubborn sin. Do you not agree with that? It's only Jesus that will help us to go to new levels in in our lives, okay? Last week, we looked at John chapter 5. Uh, A man had been laying on his mat. Anybody remember how long was he laying glued, stuck, couldn't move on his mat? 38 years. Well done. Good memory. 38 years he was stuck until Jesus came along and asked an amazing question. Remember the question? Six words. Do you want to get... Do you want to get well? Blunt fact is, millions of Jesus followers are paralyzed today. Can't move in their faith. Why? Because they've got this entangling, besetting sin that they just can't seem to get victory over. We're not willing to deal with the consequences, oftentimes, of getting off our mat. Because if you get off the mat, suddenly now new stuff is going to happen In many ways, it's safer and less risky and easier to continue in the discomfort of our stubborn sin. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. I know what my life with this sin is like. I'm not sure what I need to do or where I need to go if I get off my mat, so I'm not willing to risk the discomfort of going to a new level in my walk with Jesus. Which is why that question is so important. Do you want to get well? Meaning, are you ready to do whatever it takes to get well? And if you'll recall, several folks came forward in both services. We prayed with them, prayed for them, and uh, just want you to know that offer is still there. We'll pray with you today as well. Today, we're going to be in the book of Romans chapter 12 couple verses I suspect are pretty familiar, but oftentimes when you want to get victory, you need to go with, with the basics. You need to go with, with the things that are tried and true. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2, uh, it's just one of those uh, passages that works. It really does. Strong, powerful. Here's a few questions I'd ask before we stand and read. Okay? Um, Why do so many Christians have relationship after relationship that just doesn't work? 
breaks down? Why are there so many Christian marriages that don't last? Why are so many who claim to be followers, oh yeah, I love Jesus and I've invited him into my life, why are so many Christ followers chained to an addiction? And we could just start going through. I said uh, last week, I think this is the age of addictions. People have these things and, and they just can't break free of them from substances and, and, and spending and, and obviously things like pornography uh, or alcohol. Again, why are so many who claim Christ chained to addictions? Um, why are so many of us, and, and I, I know this is strong, but it's true, why are so many of us, oh yeah, I love Jesus, He's with me, He's got my future secure, but I'm just consumed by fear and anxiety? How do those two things go together? Why, why are there so many people today, I realize it's kind of crazy times, but why is this fear and anxiety and worry so rampant amongst those who know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Why are so many Jesus followers consumed by debt? Why, why are so many of us, I love Jesus, but my finances are a mess. I consistently spend more than I earn, and now that's caught up with me, and things are bad. Things are bad. Um, why are so many of us who know Christ bored and frustrated with our jobs? Shouldn't Christians, followers of Jesus, shouldn't there be joy everywhere we go, including how we make a living? Why are there so many Christians who absolutely hate what they do for a living? Why, are, why is there so much guilt and shame? Why is there so much discouragement amongst followers of Jesus? Why is there so much depression and, and people just, they, they see no hope? And yet we know the one who is the hope of the world. Last question. Why are so many of us discouraged about our futures? And, I, and I've had over the last couple months, um, do, 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 you think, do you think this is going to be the end of the world? Is, is this the book of Revelation? Um, and you know my answer every time someone asks me? I hope so. <laughs> come on, Lord. Come on back. Come on, Maranatha. Come now soon. Uh, but that's exciting. That's not discouraging. That, that's nothing about that. Yeah, come on. Let's go. Let's go. We know we're at least one day closer today than we were yesterday, right? So we don't know when the Lord's coming back, but, but we don't have, we, we know the one who controls the future, okay? So how do we break out of this cycle of defeat? How, how, do, we, how do we get to the point where I'm no longer trapped and chained and I want to give you a stat here. Researchers Barna and Gallup, those are the two I personally trust the most, um, they say nine out of ten people who say they're Christians are trapped and chained in one of these areas, the cycles of defeat. Nine out of ten of us have an area, and we all have weak areas, we already said that, but this is nine out of ten of us have unchecked, out-of-control, chaining, imprisoning areas like that. 
Why is that the case? Would you stand with me if you're able? Let's uh, read out loud, declare. uh, Step number three is based in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Uh, Let's read out loud together. Here we go. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray. Lord, uh, would you help us today? By the way, you can be seated. I'm going to try to remember that, okay? I think you get a certain age and you realize standing with your eyes shut for a long time, that's not always a good thing. Took me a while. 61 years I finally caught up to that. Almost 62. Okay, sorry, Lord. (laughs) Uh, We're grateful that we get to talk with you and invite you to come take charge in your church. Because this is your church. (laughs) It's not mine. It's not the staff. It's not the board. It's not even the membership's church. This is the church of your son, Jesus Christ. He bought it with the price he paid on the cross. He's the head. He's the brains. He's the power source. So, Lord, we just want to acknowledge this is your church, and we invite you to come and take charge today. Take charge with those who are here in person. Take charge today with those who are watching online. We need you to assume the place in our lives that you deserve to be every day, every hour, right on the throne. So we slide off the throne, Lord, and we invite you to come and rule and reign. Come be the king. And would you do that? Invite him to do that right now personally in your life. But did you know that the Lord, um, there's this thing that prevents him from ruling and reigning and sitting as king. Did you know what it is that prevents him from doing such? It's when we've built this wall, sealed off the throne. It's called sin. And he's ready to assume that place in your life. But you've got to take the garbage out every day. And every day you need to say, Lord, would you show us if there's stuff that we've participated in, looked at, listened to, said, and Lord, you call it sin, would you point that out? Because sometimes, Lord, in this rush, craziness called life, we, we don't even take the time to notice. Convict us. That's the word of sin. And as you point some things out that we haven't taken to the cross and gotten cleansed, Lord, we're going to do the U-turn. We're not going to lay there in the sin and the mud and the manure anymore. We're going to run to the cross. And right now, we're going to confess that is sin. You call it sin. We call it sin. And we're asking, based on your shed blood, you marked our accounts paid in full. Wow. 
all of our sin, past, present. But now we're going to write that check of confession. We draw on that account, and we're asking that you might wash us head to toe. Remove the barriers that we've built. And once again, we invite you to come and sit. Rule and reign. You be the king and the master and the Lord. And once you're sitting on the throne, Lord, now we're in good position to hear from you. We're, uh, we're ready, Lord, to learn from your book how victory is available to your children. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one unified voice. Amen. Well done. I don't have to tell you to be seated, right? <laughs> well, uh, verse 1 is really... Um, what we've said the last couple weeks, okay? Uh, I, I would say, uh, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your body as a living sacrifice. That, that really is, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all out, I'm all in with Jesus, I'm ready to get well, I, I present to you a living sacrifice. So I, I think we have wrapped up in verse 1. Um, this is true. This is proper. When you daily take the time to offer your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, your will, that's proper worship. That, that's, that's the way it's supposed to get done. Okay? So that's steps 1 and 2 that we've looked at the last couple of weeks. Now, uh, today, we're going to move to step 3, and that's focused here on verse 2. Okay? So... Romans 12, verse 2, do not, negative, command, conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then here's the promise, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Uh, negative. Okay, this is going to be a little strong message. Can you handle that today? You're going to, like, take no prisoners. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Stop allowing the influences, the pressures of this present, fallen, sinful world to press you in, to mold who you are. That's the idea. Now, who is the prince of the power of the air? Who, who controls this current, right now, fallen, sinful world system? And the answer would be mm -hmm, Satan, uh, the devil, Lucifer, you pick your, your name, but he is the prince, he's in the business of getting Christ followers, us, uh, he's tricking, he's lying, he's deceiving followers of Jesus to buy in to his system. Does that make sense? In other words, he's doing his best to get us to say, well, well, this is what we should do. This is how we should think. These should be our priorities. If you'd like, hold your spot. Turn with me. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. I think we're going to put it up here uh, for you to look at. But it says this, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, verse 16. For everything in this world, 
And he lists different things. The cravings of the sinful man, the lust of the eyes, the boasting of what he has and does, does not come from God the Father. All of that does not come from the Lord. It comes from this fallen world. So let's just pause. Let's break those down. The lust of the, fe- the flesh is the passion to feel, to experience. And there's a word for that. It's called hedonism. Okay? Uh, the lust of the eyes is the passion to have stuff that you don't have. That's called materialism. The pride of life is the passion to be exalted, lifted up. That's called egotism, self-centeredism, if you will, okay? Self-centeredness. Satan has wired uh, this world so that this world is supercharged with desires for these things, okay? Uh, Satan knows that if he builds in this culture a lust for pleasure, possessions, and position that there's a part of us that that appeals to. Now, I would, I would suggest that all of us probably have one of these areas, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, that's your weak spot. Um, again, you'll have to say, Lord, show me, but in one of those areas, pleasure, possessions, position, Satan is saying, you got to have that. You got to have it. And it's so pervasive that I would argue a majority of folks, even in the church, we're we're leaning into the lust of the flesh. We're, We're leaning into the lust of the eyes. We're leaning into and chasing after the pride of life, okay? We buy the lie that sex, salary, and status makes me a somebody. Sex, salary, status, surely I'll I'll have everything I need, then I'll be happy. So we're chasing after the way that Satan has wired this fallen world, and we buy into his lie. Got to have that. I'm going to run after that. That will be my goal. And everywhere around us, okay, You pick your spot, whether it's YouTube or whether it's the music on Spotify or whether it's the movies, the television, all around billboards, wherever you look, they all shout, you got to have pleasure, you got to have possessions, you got to have position. That's the only thing that will fill your longings, okay? You want to fill up what you're after? You got to have this stuff. And if it's missing, you'll never be happy. You're missing out. Are you ready? This world will never fill the void in our hearts. I promise you, okay? You know, we could go to Ecclesiastes. We spent a lot of time there about a year ago. And I promise you, he was able to do it better than any of us ever could. And it will not. There's nothing in this world that will fill the void that this fallen world is saying, you got to have this, you got to have that, chase after this, chase after that. This world promises everything, seduces our hearts, and delivers discouragement. (laughs) It, It delivers disappointment. It delivers consequences. It delivers addictions. 
It, it delivers broken relationships. So you chase after the thing the world, the things the world says you got to have this, and it's empty and it's broken and it doesn't work. Back to verse two with me. That means Jesus follower here today, we're going to have to learn to say no to this fallen world's lies. We're going to have to learn to say, no, that's a lie, that's a deception, that has the potential to ruin me, I'm going to resist and say no to the lies, to the deceptions of this fallen world and Satan who's behind it all, okay? Now, what does this mean practically? Now, when we looked at this uh, about 10 years ago, I remember that uh, we had switched television providers. You know what I'm talking about? You go from one to another. You go from satellite to, to cable or anyway. And then they threw in all of their garbage channels, um, and they're telling me, oh, and that's, this is included. You, you, get, you get this, you get uh, Showtime and Cinemax and Stars and HBO. And, and, and I said... Um, I, I don't want any of that. And, and he says, well, sir, I, I don't know if you can not get it. And uh, he said, I'll have to go talk to my boss. He came back, and here's what he said. Okay, we can give you that, but if you don't take the other stuff, it's going to cost you more in order to have just the basic. If we remove all that other stuff, we get money by adding those on because we're hoping eventually you'll like it and you'll have it long term. So if you don't take those things, it's going to cost you an extra 20 bucks a month. That's funny because I just switched again and the exact same thing happened again. You know, I'm on the phone and I said, no, I don't want that stuff. Keep it. Do not send it this way. Um, and they said once again, this has just been real recent. Um, yeah, we can do that but you're going to add, I think it was $15 a month this time, to not have that stuff. It's amazing. The battle that you got to face to not be conformed. Again, look at verse 2, to this fallen world. It's hard, it's challenging, it's constant. And you just have to be on guard constantly. Here's my question. In what area of your life, in what area of your family's life, is the Holy Spirit saying, no, no, this, this isn't good that's coming in and influencing and affecting yourself or the people in your family, and you need to say no to that. Why? I want to go back to verse 2. This isn't, I want to be a Pharisee, I want lots of rules, I want lots of regulations. No, no, I want verse 2 to be an obedient follower of Christ. I don't want to conform to the pattern of this world. You understand? It, it, it's not about being legalistic and I'm religious because I got a lot of do's and don'ts. No, no. I want to obey God's Word. Okay? I want my relationship with Christ to be the dominant thing in my life. I want the relationship with my family and friends to grow. I don't want the cycle of defeat coming in and destroying what I want the Lord to do in my life, okay? Back to Romans 12 and verse 2, okay? You have a negative command, 
do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, followed by a positive promise, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? Got it? So you're going to have to switch off the negative garbage stuff, and you're going to have to turn on the switch of allowing the transformation of my mind by the Lord. Allow Jesus and his word to change your inward thinking. That's what Paul's saying. I, I want you to cooperate wholeheartedly with the Holy Spirit as he transforms your life, your family's life, by the truth of God's word. Okay, here's the truth. We're all either going to get transformed by the world's value system, and what's that all about? Pleasure, possessions, position, where do we get that? We get that all over on our phones. We get it in songs. We get it on our television. We get it all around us. Whenever you go to Google, all the advertisements, pleasure, possessions, position. Or we're going to get our minds transformed by Jesus Christ. It really is a choice. At any given moment, I'm either getting transformed by this fallen world or by Jesus and His Spirit and His Word. And I would argue, you ready? There's this constant tug of war going on in us. Okay? We're followers of Christ, and now you got this world system that's yelling out, that's trying to get our attention and trying to get our allegiance, and it's, it's a fight for our hearts and our minds, which means we constantly have to go on a diet. How many of you like diets? Uh, I don't even like that word, do you? <laughs> okay, so, so here's the question. Are you going to keep feasting on this fallen world and its lies and its deception, or are you going to start feeding daily on Jesus and His Word? Philippians 4.8 says this, Whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, whatever's excellent, whatever's praiseworthy. Anybody know what it says this, next? Thank you. Nice. Think. Think. Focus. Let your mind marinate on those things, okay? So, spiritual growth and victory is not about trying harder and focusing on our behavior it's not about our willpower, our self-effort, religious activity, or programs. Are you ready? It's about our thinking. <laughs> it's about what goes on in our minds. Okay? What's going on in your mind? Are we allowing the Spirit of Christ to use God's Word to transform our minds? How does He do that? <laughs> through His Word. Through His Word. Psalm one nineteen nine. How can a young man keep his way pure? Got any young men here today? By living according to your word. I've hidden your word in my heart, but you know the rest of it, that I might not sin against you. Lord, I'm hiding my book so that I won't sin against you. So how do we get set free from the cycle of defeat? I'll go back to it. Statistically, Barna and Gallup tell us nine out of ten of us are in the cycle of defeat. We got an area, we just can't get victory. How do we get victory over this cycle of defeat? Are you ready? We abide 
we stay connected. We feast daily and know the truth and allow the truth of God's Word to set us free. It's God's Word, and it's marinating in my brain, and more than anything else, it's pushing out the other garbage. So how do we renew our minds? Very practically. How do you renew your mind? Because that's what he said, renew your minds. Okay, don't conform. Renew your minds. You ready? If you're taking notes, here it is. The first thing, reduce and stop the flow of poison and toxins into your brain. Okay? So, Lord, show me where I'm ingesting a whole lot of garbage, lies, deceptions, and I'm buying it. Lord, help me to build some fences and some convictions so my weak spots don't get fed over and over. And as your weak spots get fed, <laughs> they get stronger. They get stronger. They really do. Uh, you've got in your, your body right now, you've got uh, an old dog named Sin, and that's your old sin nature. You've got a new dog named Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Now, now, they're both in you. They're both in me. Which dog is going to win the fight? Anybody know? Whichever dog you feed the most, okay? And some of us, were feeding the old dog, and we're wondering why he's whooping on the new dog. It's because we're feeding the wrong dog. Does that make sense? You need to feed the Jesus in you. You need to feed and feast on the Jesus Christ in you, okay? That may require drastic action in order to shut off the flow of toxins and poisons from destroying how we think, okay? These are guardrails to protect us from crashing and burning. Make sense? I'm going to shut off the bad stuff, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. So I got to shut off one spigot, and then I need to turn on another spigot. And, and here's, here's what I mean. And then I need to turn on and fill my mind with the truth of God's Word, with the majesty of worship and the encouragement of God's people. Practically, let me give you six things. Here we go. Just give you six practical methods. How do you renew your mind? Fill your brain up with hearing God's Word. Hearing God's Word. And I tell you what, if you're looking to find places, if you just get yourself um, a smartphone, Myron, I, I promise you, you could get podcasts, you can get apps, you can listen to the best biblical preaching and teaching everywhere you go, okay? Um, some of my current favorites, you know my all-time number one favorite? We used to listen to him, Bob, at Moody Pastors, Tony Evans. Don't get any better than Tony Evans. He just lost his wife, uh, but he's still a powerful man. Uh, he's uh, for the younger generation. I've listened to him a lot. Some people say, he, he, he seems wild. He is wild, which is why I think 20 and 30s really like him. And I'm trying to learn because we still have some 20s and 30s here, right? Uh, Stephen Furtick, uh, strong. Uh, Chip Ingram, Andy Stanley, the old uh, faithful ones, Chuck Swindoll, David Jeremiah, um, Alistair Begg. Uh, again, I've listened to a lot and helped with her resources, Beth Moore, 
Again, those are just some suggestions. Uh, lots of good folks out there. So listen to God's Word. Ready for this one? Make it a point to read God's Word, like, like daily, like daily, okay? Um, and here's another uh, great thing for uh, a smartphone, Myron. Here you go. I'm picking on Myron today. Um, there is the YouVersion app, which actually, if you don't like to read, and I won't ask you how many of you don't like to read, but statistically, 70 to 80% of men, <laughs> we don't like to read. So you can hit on it, and it will read it to you. Well, what about my version? It has like 15 different versions. You like King James? King James is great. NIV is there. ESV is there. New Living Translation. And it will read it to you. And here's one thing I've discovered. We spend a lot of time in our cars, northern Michigan, right? Uh, so if you live in one town and have to go to another place and it's 20 minutes away, it's amazing. It will read God's Word. You can read several chapters of God's Word. It'll read it to you while you drive. Or it can read it to you while you're going to sleep. Okay? There you go. That's for free. Third, third uh, encouragement, study God's Word. And uh, I was just telling Myron <laughs> that there's actually a men, their group, most of them are from Walloon, and we're studying God's Word together, um, and, and you read the devotional thought, then you read God's Word, and then you share what you learn with each other. And it's like, wow, this is actually kind of enjoyable. It's like learning, and there's, there's like 35, 40 of us right now if you'd like to be included, we'll include you. But I'm just telling you, it's pretty amazing. You can study God's Word. And, and Myron said, well, you got to do it all at the same time. I said, no. You know, whatever time works for you, do it. And then you share, and then people share, and you kind of learn and grow from one another. Um, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful. It really is. Great resources available to us today. Uh, number four, this is kind of old school. Memorize God's Word. Um, I just want you to know, I spent a lot of time, but here's my problem when I was growing up, I never learned the reference. I'd know the verse and they'd say, and what reference is that? And I don't remember. And, and I got to say, it's still haunting me today. So I know a lot of verses, ask me where they come from. I, I, I didn't learn that. I didn't, I didn't take the time, but I love the Google. Because if you can know God's Word, you could type in part of the verse, and it'll, oh, that, that's found in 2 Timothy chapter 4. It's pretty, you, you look real smart. So there you go. There's a little help. The Google will help you there. Uh, number five, yeah, you hear God's Word, you read God's Word, you study God's Word, you memorize God's Word. Um, and this one, I find when I'm getting ready to, to speak, to preach, meditate on God's Word. Got verses all week long now. Don't conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of all week long. I get I get to chew on it. I get to think about it. You know, and and that meditating. I'm telling you, as you chew and consider and allow it to saturate, it, it really is amazing. Joshua one eight. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. 
meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. That's a good promise. What do you got to do? Meditate on God's Word day and night. Number six, ready? Get some good music going and, and listen to worship music and listen to music that exalts Christ and is in alignment with God's book, okay? So find good music. Well, what kind of music? Whatever heat you like, okay? Some of you like very basic. Don't put any hot sauce. Uh, don't put too much salt. I just like it basic. That's great. You can go on Spotify and find just the way you like your music, and it'll play. And you can have a list, and you can make a second list. It's pretty amazing. It really is. iTunes, same thing. Uh, you can go to YouTube and do it. I understand young people, they like to watch people as they perform, and that's great. Again, but you want music that makes you think about Jesus and God's Word, that lines up with God's book, okay? So that, for some of you, will be a game changer. Some of you who listen to a lot of music, if you'll get music that exalts Christ and reminds you of God's book, you can do that for hours. Do that for hours. Let me just tell you, she's not here. She'll be here in second service. But my wife, she listens to music that lifts high for hours. And sometimes I'm thinking, I just heard this song. But I'm telling you what, after you hear a song uh, a lot, you, you know it. It's, it's in your brain. It's on your hard drive. And pretty soon you're singing those songs again and again and again. And if you're under 40, let me just give you a recommendation, okay? Um, I've got, I think, everything they've ever done. Of, um, anyway, Elevation Music. Number one Christian music uh, group and church. And by far, uh, I realize some of you say, too spicy for my taste. That's okay. Uh, for those of you 40 and under, I think many of you would say, wow, I kind of like this Elevation stuff. It's really good. Again, I have yet to find a song that I didn't think, good stuff, solid. Maybe not for my spice level, but good stuff. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, I have a hard question. Ready? Give me your eyes. If we could open up your mind and look at what you've consumed and fed this past week, what would we see on the inside of your mind? Would there be more Jesus and God's Word? Would there be more prayer, things that are right and true and pure and praiseworthy? Or would we see mostly lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life? I think that's a good question for you just to think through. What, what am I thinking about? What's going on in my head? More lies of Satan about pleasure, possessions, and position, or more about marinating on God's book and focusing my thoughts on Jesus Christ. Here's what I know, okay? If your brain is consuming consistently more lies about sex, salary, and status, if there's more of that going on than renewing truth of Jesus and His Word and His Spirit, 
the cycle of defeat is winning in your life. That's the reality. If, if there's more things of this fallen world marinating and, and rolling around in my head, that's what perpetuates the cycle of defeat. And, and that's winning the war for my soul and yours. It really is a battle. Back to verse 2. Finally, closing promise. We turn off the faucet of the sewage of this world, turn on streams of living water, surrender to Jesus, feasting on His Word. Here's the promise, last part of verse 2. Then, once you're, once you're allowing the streams of living water to flow, you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, perfect will. Then, then, once you're saying no, turn off the spigot of the garbage, of the sewage, turn on the spigot uh, of Jesus and His book and worship music and meditating, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's plan is for you, okay? So that our lives and our lifestyles, catch me, will reflect to a lost and dying world the reality of Christ. That's the purpose. Why do we want this? Because I want to live strong for Jesus so the people around me in my life, they can... And how does that happen? It's all a battle for our brains. What's going on? What are you allowing into your mind? Okay? God's will, His plan for you and me. Look at verse 2. This is good. His good, pleasing, perfect will... Don't conform to this world. Get transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Anybody know that verse? It's really kind of what this is saying. The Lord says, I've got plans for you, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future. How does that happen? It's not just doing whatever you want. It's not just letting whatever you want into your brain. No, no. His good, pleasing, perfect plans come turning off the sewage of this world and opening up the life-changing, the life-reinvigorating power of His Word and worship of His Son, Jesus Christ. So, Jesus has a pathway to victory over stubborn sin. Do you believe that? Do you believe there is victory available, a pathway to move up to new levels in your Christian journey? But here's the problem. The pathway to victory is not the shortcut. The pathway to victory is almost never the easy way, okay? And many of us, and I'll put my hand up, we like the easy way, we like the shortcut way, but you don't get victory over stubborn sin with shortcuts and easy. But it's God's way that works. <laughs> it's God's way that changes lives. It's God's way that brings victory over the cycle of defeat. Are you ready? Are you willing to line up your life with God's way? Let's pray.
Lord, would you uh, speak now as you apply your word to our individual lives, to our families? We need your help now. We're listening. Speak clearly. We're ready to hear from you. Lord, thank you for giving us your recipe to success and victory. And the reality is some of my friends here in person, some of my friends watching online, uh, there's a cycle of defeat going on and has been going on for a long time. And Lord, victory... Your way is not the easy way. It's not the shortcut way. It's going to take effort. It's going to take your power. It's going to take daily walking with your son and digging into your book to shut off the spigot of sewage that keeps flowing into our minds. Would you point them out? Would you make it clear and obvious what it is we'd have to do to shut off that sewage, that garbage of this fallen world that we keep falling into? Lord, would you give us your plan for renewing and transforming our minds? going to have to be daily. It's going to have to be something that we consistently allow your word to transform, to change us, to cleanse us, to make us new in you again. I know last week I asked you to come up and kneel at the altar. That's what I'm, not what I'm going to ask you today, just so you know. But I'd love to be able to just close with prayer for you. If you're here today and you're thinking, you know what? Too much cycle of defeat going on. Got to quit allowing my mind to be conformed. I, I need Jesus to show me where I need to cut off. Shut off that spigot. Make hard choices in your power, Jesus. Because I want my mind renewed and I want that good, pleasing, perfect will a reality in my life. Anybody as we close, just say, Pastor Jeff, would you pray for me? Yeah. Anybody else? Yep. Anybody in the balcony? That's me. Yeah. Lord, thank you. Your book is clear. It's understandable. Even a young child can understand what your book has to say. Thank you for its clarity. Now we just confess in order to get victory, we can't do it on our own. 
we need you, first of all, to point out the areas that keep contaminating and bringing defeat. Could be media, could be people, could be places we're going. Lord, we're all different. Would you, would you make yourself clear? And then show us, Lord, what your recipe for victory is. Shutting off the sewage, sinful spigot. And Lord, would you show us then, how can we renew our minds with your word? What is it that we need to change up, to turn on the spigot, to get our minds renewed and cleansed? Because Lord, we want victory. We want to go to new levels with you. Shine bright for you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray.